0: It's time for Big Blue Kickoff Live with Sean Morash and John Schmeltz. You know what I saw? New York Giant Pride. On The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some
0: fun. Welcome to Saturday's special edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Sports Radio 66 WFAN. It's all brought to you by Cadillac, the official Luxury vehicle of the New York Football Giants down by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. John Schmelk, Sean Marash with you on this special Saturday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. And Sean, I
1: don't know about you. This feels just like it did getting ready for Super Bowl 42 and 46, oh. baby. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. In fact, I think Pat Boyle just had media day for us, so we covered that part <laughs> of the Super Bowl week here with the update. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, I have visions of Victor Cruz dancing in the end zone as we prepare for Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, or Will Greer tomorrow. Tommy DeVito just got like six marriage proposals. At <laughs> end the day. Everything's going great, right? Oh, it's so perfect. So, How- all up, before yes. we go any further. On this very much uh, in eating weekend for Eating America and Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for, I need to put an end to one of the biggest fallacies that has gone around over the last week and a half as Tommy DeVito mania has swept us all, John Schmelk, and that is... Tommy DeVito didn't invent a drunken chicken parm. He didn't invent vodka sauce on a chicken parm hero. I don't know what you Jersey folks have been doing, but on Long Island, we've been having vodka sauce on chicken parms dating back to when I was in high school. How do you think I have so many fat rolls on me? Please. Yeah, I, I, I see. I,
0: I, I wouldn't. Say, yeah. Again, I wouldn't say it's unique, but I also wouldn't say it's typical. I, I think probably the the marinara is more typical on the chicken parm sure, than the vodka sauce, right? Of course. Right? Yeah,
1: of course. Of course, but the Bulls had two years where Pippen was their featured guy. All I'm saying is that the truck and chicken farm has existed. I don't like Tommy DeVito taking credit here. I don't like it.
0: All right, let's get to the game here. Um, Patriots quarterback, we still don't know. Everybody's going to get ready to play. So let's play a game here, Maresh. You know, I like to get your prediction on who's going to win, more importantly. Okay. I want to get your prediction who's going to play. So... What do you think? Who's going to be the starting
1: quarterback for the Patriots tomorrow? I have my theory. You go first. I'm throwing a dart. I think Will Greer. Uh, so do I. I, I. Everything that has been said about, you know, even Mac Jones leaking out that, you know, this is the kind of defense you need a veteran to play for, I don't think Bailey Zappi's an option versus Wink Martindale, especially the way that Wink has blitzed them in the preseason in the past. I think Bailey Zappi's the least likely to start, in yeah, my opinion. I, I think yeah. they're going to give Will Greer a short leash and see if he can jumpstart the offense a little bit tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. A couple other things we don't yet know about who's going to play in this game that that we should get to very quickly here before we get into the game a little bit more deeply. Mirage, Dexter Lawrence, uh, doubtful for this game with a hamstring. It would be the first ever game he's had to miss due to injury. The only game he has never not played in. Is uh, Or never not. The only game he did not play in for the Giants, that's some great English out of me, is the final game of last year when the Giants rested their players against the Eagles. This would be the first ever game he's had to miss due to injury, which for a man of that size that plays that position is fairly amazing. Uh, Darius Lane, also doubtful with a neck injury. He suffered that on the same play that he suffered. I guess originally it was an arm injury right in that yeah. game last week. Uh, Maybe Evan a shooting Neal's,
1: pain situation, Exactly.
0: Evan Neal's not going to play with the ankle. And then uh, Eric Gray, who's coming back uh, from that ankle injury that he was on IR with, he's not going to play. As typical, uh, Bill Belichick has many players that are questionable. For fans of the older generation, if you go back to the probable days, and he would list around 18 guys is like literally between 15 and 18 guys is probable. I think the Brady was never not on the
1: injury report.
0: Yeah, it was. Everybody was on the injury report. It was like literally you would have half the roster on the injury report. Then they they literally eliminated the probable designation on the injury report just because of Bill Belichick and the yes. way he used to use it. So uh, Trent Brown, that's the big one, especially if Dexter Lawrence can't go. The Giants yeah. going to need to get edge pressure. And he's still, even though he's on the older side, he can still play when he's healthy. He's yeah. got an ankle. He's questionable. Cornerback uh, Jonathan Jones with a knee. Uh, Riley Reef, another offensive lineman. He's questionable with a knee. Uh, special teams, A's Matthew Slater. Uh, Dietrich Wise, who's one of the better defensive linemen. We'll talk about their defense in a second. Uh, and linebacker Juwan Bentley. Uh, all those players are questionable, along with Devontae Parker, who's trying to come back. Uh, From that concussion. You know, Sean, this is not going to be an offensive extravaganza here. It's literally the two lowest scoring teams in the National Football League. Uh, And it's just one of those games where I feel like, and this is the old Tom Coughlin phrase, and this goes back to Bill Parcells, more games in this league are lost than they are won. And I feel like this is the game where, all right, protect the ball. Don't give the short field. Make the other team make long drives to score. And if you don't make that big mistake, you're going to give yourself a pretty good chance to win this football game.
1: Yeah, so I think the very small basis for the Giants to win this game is at a bare minimum this Schmelk. At the end of the first half, Tommy DeVito, don't throw a Hail Mary that gets returned 99 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> and I think the Giants walk out of MetLife no matter what, not the biggest losers of this weekend, no matter what, as long as that doesn't happen. But, yes, to that point, don't turn the ball over. You're talking about Slater being questionable. Remember, we have uh, Olshinsky here, the former Patriots special team, or maybe it's a big punt return that changes this yeah. game, uh, that sparks you for field position. And I think, you know, Look, when when discussing everything that's happened around the Patriots and Giants, and clearly their offensive struggles have been as as magnified as the Giants. The difference being that the Giants have had two quarterbacks go down. The Patriots' starter has just sucked from the very beginning. Uh, I just think in this spot, man, Tommy DeVito again, it just protect the football. Last week was a great revelation, but last week the Giants also got six turnovers in all shapes and sizes and needed every last one of them down to Isaiah Simmons at the end to seal a victory. So while we all walked away talking about the leaps and bounds that Tommy DeVito's made, and boy has he gotten better over the last four weeks, no doubt about it, this is still Bill Belichick and a Bill Belichick scheme off an extra week and an extra bye week at an undrafted rookie. There are going to be some confusing looks thrown at Tommy DeVito don't look to set the world on fire. This doesn't have to be a three- or four-touchdown pass game again from DeVito. He's just got to take what the defense gives him and know that on the other side, even without Dexter Lawrence potentially, the Giants' defense I don't think is going to get lit up in this game either. Protect the football, and you have a chance to walk away with a victory.
0: Yeah, I am curious to see what this defense looks like without Dexter Lawrence, right? Because whenever this defense plays well, Dexter Lawrence is a monster. That's how yeah. this has gone. So I'm curious to see if it's a Kevon Thibodeau that steps up. Is it one of these, you know, is it a younger defensive tackle? Is it a D.J. Davidson, Jordan Riley that steps up? Is it Sean Robinson? Is it Nacho? Uh, do they blitz more with Micah McFadden? Okay. I'm curious to see how the Giants yeah. work that defensively to make up for some of that. And I'm going to call it easy because you don't have to scheme it up, right? Some right. of that easy pressure that they're going to lose without Dexter Lawrence simply whipping the center in front of him every other play.
1: Yeah, and, and on the flip, man. This is just to be a big step-up spot for Aziz Ojolari now, two weeks from, yeah. from coming off the IR, because uh, I think there's no doubt about it. Without Dex, there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Kayvon Thibodeau on one edge. He'll probably face double teams the entire game. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, man, has to come alive. This has to be a big ojalari game. This has to be edge pressure nonstop. And you're right. Look, in the interior, Davidson has been what he's been. We've seen Jordan Riley inactive a ton, uh, and A'shaun Robinson will eat up space, but now we're now no Leonard Williams and potentially no Dexter Lawrence. It's going to be a completely different look in the middle. I don't think you can expect a completely dominant, you know, game, but just stop the run in the middle and just hope that Aziz, if they're focusing that much on Kavon, is the guy that can create a lot of edge pressure and create some trouble on the other end.
0: Yeah, you hit it. You hope that group stops the run, and then you force whomever this Patriot quarterback is with, again, one of the – least impactful groups of uh, weapons in the passing game in the league. For the Patriots, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Henry, DeMario Douglas, uh, Juju Smith. I mean, look, go down the list. None of these guys are striking fear in your hearts. You don't have to worry about that. And I got to imagine this is a huge bring the heat game for Wink, right? Because you're not worried about putting your guys in man-to-man defense against this group. You know, this is not Washington's group of wide receivers. This is not Dallas's group of wide receivers. This isn't even the Raiders group of wide receivers, right? They got Devontae Adams. So I think Wink is going to be feeling his oats here against this group of Patriots quarterbacks, whichever ones happen to play. And the Heat's going to be coming all game long.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if I have too much trip to fan. Did I read right that yesterday was a big day that we we expected Dory Jackson back here? Yes, that's correct. So, I mean, that's also part of it, right? If you get probably your most trustworthy veteran corner back in the lineup first time in a couple of weeks. And we love what Tay Banks has done. He's had his ups and downs. But if you put more trust in that back end, and you're not worried about leaving, say, a Trey Hawkins on an island in that spot. That's only going to help Wink be able to bring the pressure. Sneakily, a Dory Jackson could be a big add back to what Wink Martindale wants to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to flip over to the other side before we take our break here, Marash. And the Patriot defense, the personnel isn't what it was, right? I think all you need to look at is that Matthew Judon still leads them in sacks, and he hasn't played since week four. Right. I think that tells you all you need to know about their pass rush. And they lost Christian Gonzalez. They're yeah. really talented, Oh, I thought had a chance to be Defensive Player of the Year. He won Rookie
1: of the Month. Yeah, Rookie of the Month. They got hurt that last week And
0: I'm September. sorry. Yes, Defensive Rookie of the Year, not Player right. of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. They lost him. Their defensive personnel is not the same. But you look at some of the underlying metrics here. They're still 15th in EPA allowed per play. They're top six rush EPA, rush success rate. Their past stuff isn't great, but you said this earlier, right? What Bill Belichick's history is against rookie passers. Yep. Throw in the fact no one's more effective at taking away the other team's best weapon than Bill Belichick, and we all know that's number 26, so he's yep. going to focus all his energy on taking 26 away. Then he's going to try, to your point earlier— things up in the secondary. We go back to the Sam Darnold seeing ghost things. We've all seen him work against rookie quarterbacks. And I'm really curious to see how this cat and mouse game between the Giants offensive staff and Bill Belichick can kind of do battle in this game and see which group can give their side a schematic advantage.
1: Yeah, and for any cocky, pumped-up Giant fans, bless your heart. Look, and you want to be optimistic about this game, I totally understand that. But just remember this, for all that's gone wrong in New England this year, for all the talk about what the future holds for Bill Belichick, at his core, at his bread and butter, and Giant fans, we know this better than anybody, right? Bill Belichick is still a defensive scheme artist. So that is the one thing, even if the offense isn't moving the ball, even if his quarterback stinks, where the Giants can't fall victim here is have him take away Saquon and have have Tommy DeVito just chucking up balls so confused. That's what goes back to the original point, just protect the football in this game. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666.
0: 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. We'll come back. We'll take a couple of your calls. That and more live from the Town Fair Tire Studios. Nobody beats Town Fair Tires. Nobody. a Marash, Saturday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. here on Saturday edition of Big Blue. Off live presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Football Giants, and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. 877-337-6666. Schmelk Marache with you on the special Saturday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. If you like the program, check out our daily weekday episodes of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Every weekday we are live at 12:30. We take your calls and talk Giants football. With you. So make sure you go check that out. Getting ready for Giants and Patriots. Kickoff 1 o'clock at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Pre game coverage tomorrow begins at 11 a.m. Jonathan Casillas and I will be on the stage right inside the MetLife Gate and MetLife Central at MetLife Stadium. Come in and check it out. And Marash, obviously a historic matchup here Super Bowl 42 and Super Bowl 46. Super Bowl 42, one of the biggest. Upsets in NFL history, Giants knocking off the undefeated Patriots. Here's one thing that annoys me about those two games, Marash. People conflate them like oh. they're the same. And those two matchups and teams that the Giants rolled out on those two games, some of the names are the same. They could not be more different. You go back to Super Bowl 46. Spreads only a couple points. Like, the game wasn't much more than a toss-up. Super Bowl 42 was a legit crazy upset. That Patriot team still, in my opinion, is the best football team I've ever seen. No doubt. Unbelievable team. So good. Their point differential was insane. They were dominant. Great team. Giants played an almost perfect game. Beat the New England Patriots. Fantastic. But very different types of teams, too. The 42 team is much more defensive-oriented. I know the scores were the same. But that 46 team, Eli Manning
1: in the passing game carried that team on his back the whole year. Thank you, Schmelk because this is undoubtedly a fight. For whatever reason, I still get into with people who are like anti-Eli Manning because those people still exist. And you can tell somebody who doesn't fully grasp or didn't understand the seasons when you hear this sentence come out of their mouth. Well, remember, Eli Manning's defense carried him to two Super Bowls. No, no, no. nonsense. No. Super Bowl Forty Six, that whole run. Eli Manning remains the only quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl with the dead last ranked run game in football. They were 32nd in rushing offense that year. Yep. The offensive line was not the same dominant force it was in 07. Remember the 49er game, how much he took a beating in. And defensively, while they came on hot and came on strong. I mean, there were games late in the year, the same game where Antrell Roll was getting cooked behind him, signing Chase Blackburn off the street. They were so banged up with injury. They didn't have dominant corner play. The defense was nothing special in Super Bowl four, or at least that run, the Super Bowl forty-six season. That is an Eli Manning year to a T. But Super Bowl forty-two, I think, is also further proof, Schmel, because the Giants continue to own the Commanders, as the Commanders oddly play these games versus the Eagles tight, and we can't understand why we always lose to the Eagles on the flip side. <laughs> where in football... Sometimes it's all about matchups, yep. and for whatever reason, you saw it in Week 17 and you saw it in Super Bowl Forty Two. the team in the roster that just may not have been the second-best team in football to the Patriots but was their worst possible matchup was that giant team with the wave of pass rush they could throw at them.
0: And tip your hat to Tom Coughlin, too. This is why Tom Coughlin's going to be a Hall of Famer. How many coaches can go out there and either out-scheme or scheme – to a draw, Bill Belichick, when Bill Belichick has two weeks to prepare for you. You know, Tom Coughlin is a very underrated schematic head coach and give Kevin Gilbride credit in those games too. And I think Giant fans who all they did was complain about Kevin Gilbride for years, I think people realize what they had of him now when he was here. And those guys do not get enough credit for coaching against Bill Belichick in those games. Whenever you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for a team, he automatically gets the advantage. That was not the case in these games because the Giants had Tom Coughlin
1: yeah no he, he was that good and by the way two different defensive coordinators as well helping yep. him out there as well we've seen what Spaggs has done since leaving the giants of course perry fuel in the second one you're right that that is completely on coughlin and by the way these teams have played some epic regular season games forget that 2011 regular season game jake ballard with an insane catch that team was missing guys of course i mentioned 07. uh then you had the collins dropped pick in 2016 i believe the last two times the giants beat the pats on oh, no, never mind that doesn't count for 07. i was gonna say they went on to go to a super bowl so, You never know. Nine and eight. Let's see if this giant team gets hot here with DeVito. I
0: just want to add on 2011 one more thing. Eli Manning's fourth quarter numbers that year are some of the most insane things you'll ever see. I just brought them up. This is just fourth quarters that year. 1,700 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 9.4 yards per attempt, and 110 quarterback rating. That's just in fourth quarters in 2011.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Zoo is playing us off the stage here at this point, Schmelk. But let me just add that if you want some free time, go watch Giants-Cardinals in 2011, just the fourth quarter, and you'll get a real appreciation for Eli Manning because that was the fourth quarter comeback of all comebacks that the year. But he was just incredible.
0: No, absolutely, and just a lot of fun. I think we're going to get a close game this week, Mirage, just because I don't think either team's going to be able to score enough to run away with this no doubt. thing. So give me your feel. What is this game going to look like on Sunday afternoon? Giants
1: 8, Patriots 3. <laughs> is, is that a safety or a two-point conversion in there? We miss an extra point, little wind, a safety later on. The Giants win 8-3. <laughs> How
0: do they score the touchdown?
1: It is a running touchdown by Saquon as they got near the goal line and they immediately missed the extra point. There All right, you there,
0: you, there you have it, folks. Check out our coverage tomorrow on WFAN of Giants and Patriots. starts at 11 a.m. John Schmoke, Jonathan Casillas. Uh, we will be with you. 11 a.m. at MetLife Stadium, just inside the MetLife gate on the MetLife stage. Akeem Nix will be joining us live. We'll nice. reminisce a little bit about 2011. Uh, we'll hear from Justin Tuck as well, talk about the 2007 game. So a lot of fun stuff tomorrow coming your way on Giants game day at 11 a.m. Of course, make sure you stay tuned to all of everything we do on our Giants podcast network. You can find it on your Giants app or Giants.com slash podcast. John Soto podcast, Big Blue Kickoff live, you name it. Go check it out. Thanks for being with us on Big Blue Kickoff Live on this Saturday presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants and Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Hello, my name is Greg. Coming up next.